Tonight we talk awkwardness, overcoming it, and maybe even touching on our own cringy pasts. It's when you go to offer somebody a handshake, and they offer you a fist bump. And it's when you and another person are blocking each other's ways because each of you keep going left or right, stopping one another from getting around. So, yeah, we're talking about awkwardness tonight. Every single person that I know has had some awkward moments. It doesn't take long in life for people to encounter these things. From the time that you're a young child, you know, maybe you have a slip of the tongue and accidentally call one of your teachers mom or dad. Ugh. And, you know, as you get older, maybe you're a kid who didn't really understand sarcasm. So, until the point of about grade three or four, people keep telling you sarcastic jokes and you just don't understand because you're just too innocent. And maybe it's when you headbutt somebody in a place that nobody should really be headbutted in because you went and dove for a $20 bill on the ground. I wanted to talk about awkwardness tonight because a lot of people have experienced it. It's very uh, a relatable topic, but not a lot of people know how to handle awkwardness. And even if what we say tonight can't help anybody with that, we share a little bit of our own awkward situations to make you feel better about yourself in comparison. So, you know, I'm in a little bit of a rush tonight, I'm sorry, but I'm going to get right on to the conversation I had with Jake where we talked about our own awkward situations that we've had, some methods we've used in the past to get over awkwardness, and just the subject in general. Yeah. I don't know. And then unboxing channels right next to that. Which, I can kind of understand unboxing channels, even though I also hate that those are popular. So, Do you ever watch unboxing videos? No. Oh, I subscribe to a... Oh, that's a ch uh, channel I watch. ProZD? I'm not sure if you've heard of him. No. I think he just does a lot of sponsored unboxings, and it's, it's great. He's low energy. I just chill out, listen to his stuff. Yeah, but uh, oh yes, I know this guy. Did you just Google search him? Is that why you were like? Yes, yep. uh, he mm -hmm. he's the guy that did the uh, <laughs> Evanescence fucking dog goofy cover. <laughs> yeah, and he did. He also does a lot of like cool skits that I enjoy. Oh well, then I'm glad that uh, you know someone that I watch. I do. Wake me up! I can't even do a goofy voice. Wake me up inside. Wake me up. That was a noble attempt. It was ass, but don't worry about it. It's fine. But you know what? I have to say, it was pretty awkward. Ah, transition. Oh, seamless. <laughs> I can't be oh. here anymore. <laughs> oh, so why don't you introduce yourself, Jake? And, oh, whoops. I think I introduced you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my name is Jake. Good job. Uh, also known no, as SynchroChamp in the darkest corners of the internet. Yeah, Reddit. And, now, you know, Twitter. Twitter's not even that bad. It's, Twitter's almost all advertising these days. Is it? I would say so. I say 
that you and I follow people who do not tend to only advertise. But when you really think about it, a lot of Twitter is just, hey, check out this new thing. New video just so. went up. Like, yeah, my, my feed is a lot of that. That's just because it's connected mm -hmm. to my YouTube and whatever. But then but. think about, like, Dodger and Cry. and um, For anybody who doesn't understand, these are YouTubers that we're talking about. Um, you know, a lot of the tweets are, hey, I'm streaming right now. I am uh, just uploaded a video. And if it's not that, it's retweeting. People who follow celebrities, they're retweeting, oh, concert tickets are... Uh, live on sale right now like it's it's just a good place to keep people notified right that's not necessarily always advertising like it is but it's not like the it's, like the form of advertising i thought you were talking about is not what what that is uh, i i would say it's a a crossbreed yeah they are very closely intertwined but um anyway that was not on the topic of awkwardness did you even say where the people could find you? Like, God. Uh, yeah, Synchrochamp on Twitter and YouTube and uh, Twitter and, uh, and Twitter Reddit. and YouTube and, and Twitter. Yeah, Reddit. And Twitter and uh, Twitch occasionally, but whatever. Okay. Well, there's one thing in common between what we were just talking about, a lot of YouTubers and a lot of internet personalities and a lot of people that consume a lot of internet media. At least I've been led to believe this. I could be wrong. And it's that some people are just a little awkward. And we can all get together behind that. Nobody is completely composed, I'm going to say, 100% of the time in all circumstances. Would you agree? Absolutely. So, can you tell me what you what you think and times that you kind of consider yourself to be awkward even though it doesn't really make sense well you see i am a nerd and a geek and with those things comes a lot of awkwardness mm -hmm. but i'm in a i'm in a i'm in a um a field a college class course program that should allow me to like be myself around people that I'm with every day because they're all also nerds and geeks. Mm -hmm. We we want to make video games for a living. That's pretty much as geeky as it gets. <laughs> but uh, even around those people, I just find myself uncomfortable with human interaction. I <laughs> I don't know. I'm really bad at the whole actually talking to people in person thing. I think you told me a little while ago that you actually find yourself kind of anxious around people. Yes, I I do. Is that for like an inexplainable reason, or do you do you feel like you know why? Nope. Just for as long as I've been around, I just kind of have trouble opening my mouth around other human beings. You know. I'm not sure if you actually know this about me, even though we've known each other for a super long time. But even though I may seem composed sometimes, I, on the inside, have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I just kind of hurl myself into these social situations and put on 
the disguise of Grace and Earl James. And I'm like, hey, uh, I'm all happy and I'm all smiles and let's talk about you because people love to talk about themselves. And then I come home and, you know, the energy wears off, if that makes sense. And I'm sitting and I think I'm like these two different people. I'm having a hard time distinguishing which one I am, but I hate feeling like something isn't real here. Like, going back to the YouTube topic, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of YouTubers have said similar things, right? Like, that on camera they're putting on, like, a character, a persona, you know? And uh, I hear a lot of people who go into drama and theater are very much that way as well. Almost as if I can relate to them and what they say, how they talk about they went into theater so they could kind of break out of their shell, I suppose, or at least get used to dealing with people more. And then, you know, that's kind of this personality that they have. It's like this skill. But sometimes I feel like it's it's too real, I guess. Like, working at a pizza place, there's a lot of, you know, answering phones. Mm-hmm. And, like, that makes me uncomfortable even... But, like, I, but it, it was definitely a good like learning to talk to people experience for me. Because you're forced to talk to new people. Yeah. When I, and this isn't a lie at all or an exaggeration, when I get a phone call from a number that I don't know, I get genuinely scared. Like my heart drops and like beats a little bit faster. And I'm afraid to answer the phone. I can't <laughs> explain it. I can't explain it at all. It's, I don't. I know it's kind of funny, but yeah, like I just I don't have that luxury because I don't have caller ID, so like I just have to answer my phone all the time. What is caller ID? Like whenever someone calls me, it just comes up as unknown, and I don't get like a number or a name or whatever. Uh, okay. When my phone rings, it gives me a number, and if it's in my contacts, it gives me a name. Yeah. But. Uh, You know, I think amongst all of the, like, we've just finished talking about these these moments or these repeated things in our lives which make us kind of nervous, make us anxious, just generally make us feel awkward. But there's a lot more lighthearted examples of, you know, just awkward things happening. I have a story which I was with you and our common friend Jameson, which you guys just love to tell all the time, of yeah. uh, um, a time I, you know, luckily picked up a twenty dollar bill. <laughs> and you know what? For the sake of conversation, I'm going to ask you to tell that story. <sighs> okay, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, we we were in high school. We were walking through the halls, you know, just doing laps, having a having a talk, mm-hmm. having a having a good time. And um, earlier that day, uh, Jameson had found a $5 bill on the ground. And he was like, oh, man, I'm so lucky. You found a, found a $5 bill. <laughs> and uh, we were walking around, and uh, this, mm-hmm. is, this is a little bit later in the day, and he sees this $10 bill or $20 bill on the ground, and he goes, 
it was almost like a race. Like Jameson mm-hmm. saw it, he was gonna pick it up, but then Grayson is like, "Oh, I gotta get that." So he dives in there, head first, basically, and uh, with mm-hmm. very little situational awareness, uh, there was a woman walking down the hallway at the same time, and he headbutts this woman um, straight in. Uh, the the vaginal region. Uh, yes. <laughs> Head, vagina. Good <laughs> lord, that sound effect. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then she uh-huh. she even like remarked on it as she walked away. It was pretty good. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you if you remembered what she said to me when I accidentally headbutted her in the vagina. Yeah. You remember? Uh, I believe it was something like, uh, you just headbutted me in the vagina. That was exactly it. And yeah. Might be I, burned into my memory. I just looked at her with like my head kind of cocked backwards in surprise, and I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just wanted the money so bad. I'd never found money on the ground before. Yeah, and it was a pretty impressive uh, first time. <laughs> I will certainly never forget it at the very least. And I'm sure, like, you probably have some of those moments, too, where, you know, you're casually emotionally scarred from embarrassing yourself. You know, (laughs) I don't think I've ever told you this. What? Because it's hard. (laughs) You have a story for me? Yeah. Oh, this is I'm going to blame the fact that I was a child. Oh, you were a child. Ridiculously stupid. Okay, go on. But, like, I was in grade five. What, weren't you at uh, our, our virtual public school at that age? Um, I moved to Alberta, like, in the middle of grade five or something, I believe. Ah, uh, okay. So I was in Alberta, and mm-hmm. I was talking to my teacher... And, like, I I was, like, I had a fever or something, Mm -hmm. right? But I had, like, heard my mom around the house saying that she got, like, hot flashes. And I didn't know what that was. But it's a thing. (laughs) It's a menstrual thing. Um, So so I go up to my teacher. (laughs) God damn. Oh, this is so good already. (laughs) And I just kind of go up to him. And I'm like, hey, uh, Mr... Mr. Um, I fucking can't remember his name. We'll, we'll go Smith, I guess. It was actually something like that. Mr. Smith. Yes, but I'm like Mr. Smith. Uh, I think, I think I'm having hot flashes, and his face. <laughs> <laughs> he he like he blushed, and it was like <laughs> <laughs> he had to like explain what that was. Oh, oh it was boy. so awkward. And the teacher had to explain to a grade five kid what hot flashes were. Yeah. How did he manage to do that? <laughs> he, I, I think he handled it like he was just like, yeah, that's that's just a thing that women get. And then like when they're and then I don't remember. I try to block that part out. <laughs> All just... the rest is just a black haze. Yeah. I mean, when <laughs> I was a kid, I had all these moments of like. I had multiple times where I'd called, like, a female teacher mom. 
Yes, of course, like, we've all had like, that. Lots of times. So I had, like, a grade four teacher, and I was like, Mom. And I was like, oh, I called her mom. <laughs> and then, like, a kindergarten teacher called her mom. I can remember it distinctly. And I was like, oh, did I just betray my mother? <laughs> Good I must, Lord. got to fall on my sword now and just, you know. Jeez. I do not deserve to live. Um, what other times were there? You know, my whole life has just kind of become this whole awkward moment where <gasps> it, it perpetually becomes normal after a while. I see. Like, at work, I'm constantly like, um, you know when you step up to somebody, you're both walking and you're in each other's way, so one of you tries to go left, but you both go left, and yes. then you both go right. That happens to me multiple times a night. Not yeah. even just daily. My oh. friend claims to have a solution for that very problem. And it is uh, whenever he seems like he's going to run into somebody, he doesn't move at all and just lets them move around mm -hmm. him. That's what I do after the first like weird step. Maybe after the second step. And I'm like, okay, I'm just done moving. I'm just yeah. done. I quit life. I'm done with it. And it's, it's weird because I forget all these stories about me being awkward. I'm putting air quotes around that. But my dearest and most closest friends always seem to remember the best of times. How could we forget? Like, uh, were you there? Were you there for the time? I think it, I, hmm, I'm tripping over my own words. I think Jameson was there. I can't remember if you were... And I was trying to say, don't you just, you know, love uh, women with accents? Don't you find that trait attractive? But instead, I said, don't you just love it when they don't speak English? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I was not there, but that sounds fantastic. Oh, and Jameson had no issue at all with pointing that out to me and ridiculing me completely. Oh, even just saying it makes me, like, cringe a little bit. <laughs> it's pretty good. Oh, it hurts. I, I think uh, I chose the wrong topic. I cho I chose <laughs> it's too the late now. Topic. But, you know, on top of all this, we actually just suggested a good tip on how to overcome a circumstantial awkwardness. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there at least I believe this. It's hard. It's hard to fathom, but I think there are actually people more awkward than you or I. Just, just let that sink in. That's pretty awkward, man. I don't know. I, I think it exists. And, you know, if not, there has to be somebody maybe a little less to equal to as awkward as we are, and they need our help. I think they need our help. For three easy payments of nineteen ninety nine. Good lord. We too can support awkward teenagers. Uh what no. advice what advice would you suggest to people or give to people, I suppose, that are trying to overcome awkwardness, whether or not it's circumstantial or if it's kind of their whole personality like mine that's you get yourself into weird situations. Well, um, here's the thing. I read a paper on anxiety not too long ago, so this is actually fresh in my mind. Oh, um, spicy! But some of the ways that it's that it it's said that you could overcome anxiety 
were uh, to, well, just kind of like put yourself in those situations and mm -hmm. try to understand that they're not nearly as bad as you think they're going to be, which is pretty much true. But that doesn't always work for people, which is the thing I understand. Like That's fair. Like, yeah. if I was to go up on, like, if I was to, like, climb the CN Tower, say, like, that would mm -hmm. freak me the fuck out. And doing it would not make me less scared of doing it again. <laughs> but, like, for conversational anxiety, it definitely does help to talk to people and then realize that they're not going to ridicule, ridicule you for talking poorly or something like that. No, they'll, they'll ridicule you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, I think that's a good, a good piece of advice. But uh, I'm going to share another story of mine, and it has a purpose. Okay. It's relative to what you said. Um, just a short while ago, the most recent Remembrance Day we had, I was asked by um, like some sort of student council or something to read the uh, Flanders Fields poem in front of the entire school. Okay. And I was, for reals, super duper uber nervous. And I got up there, you know, previously I'd practiced, and I was like, I got it down, I got it in my mind, just in case I'll bring this piece of paper with me in case I lose my place. And I get up there in front of an entire school, and I start getting really nervous. So I'm, I'm reading through it, and luckily being nervous and your voice being shaky in the middle of a circumstance like that where you're reading Flanders Fields of all poems. It sounds like you're just being really emotional. So I kind of lucked out in that sense. Yeah. But on like the second or third last line, I'd messed up, like I just screwed up the wording. So I actually had to say like, sorry, in front of that whole entire school. And I just proceeded I did pretty much the best thing I could in an awkward situation. And I do agree that putting yourself in, I'm going to say, a judgmental or vulnerable position, because that's what I meant, vulnerable. Yeah. Um, it can make you stronger. But to some fears, I s yeah, some fears, they have to be treated differently, I think. Absolutely. Like, um, a lot of... A lot of struggles are in the mind. Cricket, cricket. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. Absolutely. I was. Uh, now I'm flipping over my words again. I was hoping you'd like jump in. You know, some uh, struggles are in the mind, and it was just like. I mean, dead silence. Yeah, it's fact. You're right. When I think about all the things in my own head, that, you know, stop me from doing something. It's almost a pet peeve with myself. I realize right away that I'm getting in my own way over certain things. And I can't be alone in that. Like, please do not tell me that you have nothing like that. No. Like, some of those things, like, they, they come from, like, just how you were raised or experiences you've had, right? Like... Mm -hmm. If, if like, you were bullied a lot as a as a youngin, then mm -hmm. then like conversations might not be so easy, stuff like that. 
Were you ever bullied as a youngin? As a hatchling? Not, like, really. Just more like shunned, I guess. So, not necessarily... I mean, it could be considered bullying, I guess, but... You were just an outcast. Yeah, I was just a, a weird kid, so I understand. A gun. <laughs> out on the prowl all by himself. Good in Lord. the rain. On a black steed. <laughs> Dude, I want a black steed. It'd be so cool. I had I a black horse places. Oh, you had a right. black steed. Yeah, but uh, we sold the horse. Uh, oh. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure if you'd want to even talk about this, but I remember in high school... You had a nickname for a while. Oh God! <laughs> I can't even. I can't oh. even remember. It's been so long. Uh, you had actually. I think you had two because one, one was based off of your hair. Uh huh. I I remember, but I don't actually remember what it was. Oh. Uh, but, I don't know. Just bringing that whole reminder up to you, was I could tell it was already quite awkward. A revelation. Of awkwardness. Mm -hmm. And f do you would you want to talk about it, or am I allowed to say, or would you rather well, leave it in the dust? Give I, the audience I, some context. Go, go for it. Go for it. So, Jake had particularly, actually not even particularly long hair. He just had long hair. Bangs that went for days. You could call them babangs if you really Jeez. wanted to. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> but uh, pretty much his bangs were combed over one way uh, to either a left or right side of his face. And left. <laughs> you see how um, you see how instant and like solid he said that he's like, no, it was left. It was always. It still left. is left. It's just not as hardcore. <laughs> Um, pretty much, he used to tilt his head kind of crooked. And it was always like that until eventually he cut his hair very short. And people definitely noticed that he used to walk with a little bit of a crook in his neck. Even uh, my girlfriend still brings it up. Still? Yeah. She's like, I miss it, you know? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But God that's just another example of, like, uh, even just talking about it, I feel awkward. <laughs> Why do you feel awkward? You oh, because... feel awkward to have known me? Is that what's happening? No, I'm awkward to offend. I see. Which is another type of awkward. You, I'm sure you've been afraid to, like, tell somebody something. So you tiptoe around it just a little bit, sugarcoat it, just so yeah. they're, not, they're not hurt. Like, like, when me and Jameson were playing Guess Who with all the people mm -hmm. from our high school uh we use like personal questions it's like yeah um how many of these people are, are would you consider to be more intelligent than you and then i had to flip over all the ones that i thought were idiots it was fun <laughs> but but yeah it's one of those types of situations because like i had to i had to leave people up right so i was judging his intelligence mm -hmm. and it was it was weird hmm. that's that's actually really interesting and would also aggravate a lot of people yeah. <laughs> so, uh, where can I find the video for this game of Guess Who? Ahaha, ahaha, I didn't record it because, uh, you know, they're faces of all the people that we knew in high school, known. so it wouldn't be <laughs> interesting to watch for anybody but you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Now I want to, ooh, that's counterproductive. Now I just want to talk about, like, 
people used to know in high school. <laughs> like, holy moly. And I'm going to tie it all the way back in to awkwardness because I was like an awkward an awkward kid when I was younger. Um, h- how young do you think you were when you first learned about sarcasm and like understood it? Um, I feel like I was probably a pretty sarcastic toddler, to be honest. Like, I don't so, know, it's just not something I've ever had to think about. Yeah, which is good because it's going to show the contrast between the average kid and me. When I was younger, I didn't understand so, even what sarcasm was until grade four. Because somebody would tell me something that was really hurtful. And I'd be like, ow, oh, that was that was really mean. Or I should do like a, a little kid voice. I'd be like, ow, oh, that was really mean. Good lord. And they'd tell me, like, I'm being sarcastic. And I'm like, what's sarcasm? I don't understand. I was never raised in a house that was sarcastic. I was very, very sheltered until about grade 7 and 8 when I decided I wanted to be a very independent uh, English individual. And I learned a lot about people. Yeah. Life is just awkward, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes. It, it definitely has, like, at least one moment where it's like, oh, I should just go back to bed today. Like, every day. <laughs> uh, you know, you you drop something, and you catch it, but then you drop it again in the same hand, and you're like, today is not starting off too well. Like, just today, I dropped my water bottle, it did a flip, I picked it up, and then instantly dropped it again. It was great. You know, did it at least, like, land on the cap, that bottle flip challenge thing? No. No, it did a <sighs> flip and then landed on the side and then Oh, sad. that's the worst. That's the worst fall any water bottle can do. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm so sorry. I would give you a moment of peace, but uh, I don't care enough. Oh. <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, you know... I think we've covered, unless you have something else to say on it, I think we've pretty much covered everything we can on this. Well, I can't just say. something you've been hiding? Uh, Everybody listen close. (laughs) uh, Well, now I don't want to disappoint, but like, no. Okay, everybody blame Jake. He's the... the, No, kidding. Go on with what you were saying. No pressure. Just, just, you know, like, every day, strive to be a little bit, a little bit better. Try to, try to realize that you have fears and that that's okay. But, like, they don't own you. You got it. Well, you know what? I completely agree with your advice. Except for me. My fears own me. Um, I am completely devastated and live my life based off of what scares me and trying not to be consumed by the monster that is my inner turmoil. But everybody else, listen to Jake's advice. God damn it. Thanks for being on the show. (sighs) And there you have it. 
that was Jake and I talking about awkward things, sometimes awkwardly. <laughs> but uh, if you liked the show, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes, or maybe just email me, tweet me, Facebook me, call me, beat me, if you want to reach me. Hashtag impossible. Anyway, I hope you have a very nice night. I hope you enjoyed hearing two teenage goofballs just talk about their funny circumstances and maybe how you too can grow and maybe get better at handling your own funny circumstances. Good night.